Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, everybody. We are powered up once again and ready to go with the latest edition of Jumping the Gun, powered by Patterson Square Garden, along with Daniel Shabazi and I'm Derek Gunn. Well, we are down to the final four, but before we can get to the final four, we take a step back because I've watched football for a long, long time, and last weekend's divisional round was, to me, by far the best overall weekend of playoff football I have ever seen. Three walk-off field goals and an overtime to decide a fourth game. Uh, Daniel, I don't know. The drama... The drama last week was incredible. Some of the outcomes, shocking. Uh, but what great drama football. That Yeah, like you said, that was the, the most fun and crazy weekend of football I've ever seen. Uh, in the playoffs especially. Uh, I mean, everybody's talking about the, the Chiefs and Bills game. I mean, that, that was the... That was one of the craziest games we've ever seen um, inside the craziest weekend we've seen. But, I mean, all the other games were determined by a game-winning field goal. Uh, We had uh, both number one seeds go out in their first game, both of them uh, obviously at home uh, in Tennessee and Green Bay. Um, Joe Burrow looking like he's going to be the next great quarterback in the NFL. Um, It was just so so many storylines for days. and, and then you end it with that Bills and Chiefs game where you just, you just feel sick to your stomach for the Bills because what what else are you supposed to do? You, you take the lead with, thir- what was it, 14 seconds, 13 seconds left? And, I mean, we saw two weeks ago with, uh, with Dallas, uh, their inability to get something done in 13 seconds. And then you see the Chiefs march up, up the field in 13 seconds and get the game-tying field goal and eventually win in overtime. 
Um, I know a lot of people that were rooting for the Bills. Uh, they had that Chiefs fatigue. They're tired of seeing uh, uh, the Chiefs dominate the league. But I, I just got to respect greatness. I, I was watching that and, and thinking, this game isn't over at <laughs> 13 seconds. And it's crazy to think that. But um, you just got to feel for the Bills after that one. As disciplined as the Sean McDermott defense is, I'm still shocked a week later by the fact that his defense was so out of character and let the Chiefs walk down the field in less than 13 seconds to set up the tie and eventually win that game in overtime. And, you know, when you look at teams like the Buffaloes and even the Cincinnati's, I always say you have to learn how to win before you win big games. Well, Cincinnati won a big game. Now they've got to try to win an even bigger game in a very hostile environment. Buffalo is still learning how to win their games. Uh, they, they got to the playoffs last year and fell short. I thought this would be their year to get to the conference championship. And, you know, they, they had a breakdown. And Sean McDermott, um, you know, I, I've known Sean McDermott a long time. I've known Andy Reid a long time. I hated to see either one of them lose that game. But you're right. What an incredible finish. It will be talked about for decades to come. Um and, 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 you know, Andy Reid, you know, I'm rooting for Andy Reid now. I hope he gets himself another Super Bowl ring. Yeah, and, and I mean, uh, I don't want to rub it in at all, but last week I did say the difference in that game, the, the only reason I didn't take the Bills is because Tredavious White wasn't playing. And you, you got to think, I mean, the, uh, I mean there, there's a bunch of plays where he would have made a difference, but one, one uh, glaring one is that uh, Tyreek Hill slant going across oh, yeah. the middle and where he just burns everybody. You got to think that they would have Tredavious White just shadowing him all game. All you Honestly, in a game that tight, all you needed for is what, was for him to make one or two plays and that could have swung, swung the game. Um, it, it, it's, yeah, it, <laughs> for, it to, for them to come that close uh, and for it to be determined by, I, I mean, it, what could have been just one player... Um, Albeit he is one of the top three corners in the NFL, it's the Bills. I feel I really feel for the Bills fans. Yeah. Um, but uh, like I was saying last week, um, I, I went. I ended up going three and one. I got the win last week, um, and you went one and three. Um, we both were wrong about your Packers uh, bowing out in the first round. Unbelievable. Ru- a rough, rough, and what could be the last game for uh, Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay. I don't understand how Aaron Rodgers would not throw the ball to anybody else other than Devontae Adams. There were times when Alan Lazard was open. It was a two-man game, basically. It was um, Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, and he totally neglected everybody else in that offense. But kudos kudos to D'Amico Ryans. You know, the Green Bay first series, they marched down the field, put seven on the board. I'm thinking, okay, this is it. They've got the 49ers right where they want them. This game is not going to be close. And they can't score another touchdown after that. And their special teams has been horrendous all season long. And my goodness, did it show in the playoffs a blocked field goal and a blocked punt for a touchdown. If they don't give up the blocked punt for a touchdown, Green Bay wins that game 10-3. Green Bay's defense played a phenomenal game. The 49ers were not scoring a touchdown on Green Bay's defense. They played an incredible game. They allowed... They allowed only what two hundred yards of yes. total offense. Unbelievable! That they had them right they, they, where they and wanted. And Darius Smith, 
Zadarius Smith came back. Oh, he was goodness. immediate impact. You know, the, the uh, center came back. Uh, you know, they got some help players coming back. Uh, they didn't have Bakhtiari. He played the uh, he he played the final regular season game against Detroit. And they set him out this game uh, for whatever the reason was. Uh, but the Green Bay, they still they had everything they needed to win that game at home. You didn't have to put up the way that defense was playing. You didn't need a lot of points. And Rodgers was sacked like five times. He wouldn't throw the ball. It's like he's waiting for one guy to clear. And then when you look at the overview shots, you see there were other receivers open. He wouldn't throw him the ball. I don't get it to save my life. And, and, and they, they, yeah. they give up two huge plays. Even if Green Bay had hit the early field goal that was blocked, the game possibly goes to overtime. But they give up a blocked field goal and a blocked punt. for t- It's like, it's still, I mean, people at Lambeau Field left that stadium sick when you consider what that defense did to carry that team and the offense let them down. Now, I never obvious. I never thought even during the game that the, the Packers were going to lose that game. But the more the snow started to fall, to, to fall, I was thinking, hey, this this only helps the Niners because their run defense is one of the best in the NFL. Their 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 secondary is their weakness, and you have Rodgers, like you said, like you said, he's only targeting uh, Devontae Adams. Which, to be fair, he, he did have a lot of opportunities. Um, and even when he's the focus of the defense, he can still dominate a game. But when the snow started to come down and the Packers needed to run the ball more, uh, A.J. Dillon get, gets hurt uh, early in the second half, I believe, uh, with a chest injury. That hurts them big time because he's their bruiser. I mean, he's the kind of guy you want in a, in a cold game at Lambeau uh, with the snow coming down. He's exactly the kind of guy you want. And then, uh, like you said, Bakhtiari not playing in that game really hurt them. I mean, the the Niners' defensive front was getting was getting stops on, on the run. They were getting a ton of pressure on Aaron Rodgers all game long. And but it, it was with all that being said, it wasn't until that ball went through the the the, the posts at the end of the game that I thought the Packers were actually going to lose that game. It, it seemed surreal. I couldn't believe that they actually blew that game. Two years in a row, they have the number one seed, and they lose at home. They lost to Tampa Bay at home in a conference championship game last year, and this year they lose in a divisional round. And now you look at Green Bay's roster, they got a lot of guys who are potential free agents, and you don't know what the quarterback situation is. They could be in a rebuilding mode, and if that's the case, now we're going to find out exactly what kind of head coach Matt LaFleur is. I mean, he's had three straight 13-win seasons. Well, when you got a future Hall of Fame quarterback, and, and, a, and an elite receiver like Devontae Adams, it helps a lot. But now, if you lose both, Devontae Adams is a free agent now. And if Rodgers decides he's not coming back, you know, Green Bay could be in a rebuilding mode. They, they're, they're like 70, 70-something million over the cap. No, um, 40, 40, 50 million over the cap. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. they've got a lot of decisions to make. Now, you look, you look at that other conference, uh, NFC conference game, Tampa Bay and the Rams. The Rams are running up and down the field on them. They build a 27-3 lead. I'm thinking, it's over. This game's done. But lo and behold, Tampa Bay gets turnovers. Brady puts puts the ball in the end zone. All of a sudden, we're looking at a 27-27 game, and I'm thinking, the Rams are going to blow this game. Yeah, I mean... You see that it's 27-3, and everybody obviously thinks, hey, he came back from 28-3. Um, but 
yeah, I mean, those turnovers were just nuts. Uh, Von Miller gets the strip sack on Tom Brady. And what was it, like the next next play, pretty much, uh, the ball goes flying over Matt Stafford's head for another turnover. They just go back and forth. Um, you have the uh, uh, Leonard Fournette going forward on, on fourth down. He ends up scoring the touchdown at the end of the game. It, it was just... Uh, Cam Akers fumbling on the one yard line. Then he fumbles with two, with about two minutes left in the game. I was watching. I'm like, there's no way. I mean, th- this guy Tom Brady. I don't know if his divine intervention just things just just fall in line for him. It, it, it seems. I mean, it's not luck because it always happens uh, for him, but it feels like luck every time. Um, I'm watching the game and I'm thinking this guy might be the he he's the greatest quarterback of all time but he also might be the luckiest football player ever. And then you have Matt Stafford who would have thought potentially I mean we hear we hear the news today that Tom Brady could be retiring. Who would have thought that Matt Stafford would give <laughs> Tom Brady his is uh, is potential last loss uh in the NFL. Yeah, I look at Matt Stafford and and obviously he had a lot to prove in this game. And, you know, if if the Rams would have lost, I'm sure a lot of the blame would have fallen on Stafford, which is not fair. In a lot of cases, quarterbacks get too much blame and sometimes too much glory. But what a great call by Sean McVay when the game's on the line. You got single high coverage, Tampa Bay's in single high coverage. And all of a sudden, he launches a bomb, beautiful strike to Cooper Cup to put the Rams in position for the easy field goal to win it. Uh, that, that was a big-time throw by Stafford. Great protection by the Rams' offensive line to allow Cup to get down the field and to allow Stafford to have time to launch that pass. Uh, and who knows? Just maybe, just maybe, this is the Rams' year. You know, they sold they sold their souls to get to this point. You know, they, they traded for <laughs> Von Miller. You know, they made a trade uh, last year for, for, for Jalen Ramsey. You know, so it's... It, you know, it, it was like do or die. It's a do or die situation for the Rams, and, and they're still they're still standing tall and one step away from the big show. Yeah, it feels like the Rams aren't going to make another first round pick for the rest of my life <laughs> uh, with with all the the first that they've traded. And you mentioned that Cooper Cup play where where he throws it deep uh, at the end. That I, I mean, I, I love uh, Todd Bowles. I think he's a great defensive coordinator. But you gotta be thinking that Matt Stafford is looking for Cooper Cup there, and to to have him matched up one on one on one against the safety, and and you send the corner that's that's the the slot corner on a blitz. I don't know if that's something I would have done. Obviously, there's a little, little bit of hindsight that plays into that. Um, but man, I mean, Antoine Whitfield's a, a very good safety. But if if it's uh, if if it's Cooper Cup against Antoine Winfield, I'm throwing it to Cooper Cup every single time. Yeah, exactly. So I I did find that very interesting. Um, but I mean, hey, everybody makes a mistake every now and then. Todd Bowles has proven to be one of the best defensive minds in the NFL. But uh, I did find that very interesting. And then of course you go you, back to the AFC, and and you're thinking Tennessee. Has, has Cincinnati right where they want him. Tennessee comes out of the gate, first pass of the game, interception. You know, Ryan Tannehill throws a pick on the first play of the game, and it's just back and forth mistakes up and down the field. And, ten, and Cincinnati's hanging around. They're hanging around. And Joe Burrow, I tell you what, he stepped up big time when he had to. Him and that kid, Jamar Chase, are a thing of beauty to watch. Um, and I tell you what, Joe Burrow, uh, you're right. He's becoming one of the next big names that's starting to talk about around the National mm-hmm. Football League. 
Yeah, and with a team like Cincinnati, with with all the confidence that they have, and being that the underdog, the underdogs that they are, if if you're the Titans, you got to punch them in the mouth to start that game. I mean, you got to drain some of that confidence out of them, uh, especially with uh, being at home in Tennessee. You got to get the crowd into it. The last thing you can do is throw a pick on the first play of the game. You lose the crowd. You give Cincinnati all the momentum, and even though they they didn't do too much damage they only kicked the field goal after that you they, they're starting to believe and then you let them you, you you let the game keep going and they're still in the game uh Tannehill making mistakes left and right I mean three interceptions you, you can't you can't turn the ball over like that uh in in the playoffs Tannehill's the all the things that people have said about Tannehill over the years it, it looked like uh, it was. I mean, it looked like he, it was happening. Like it looked like the Miami Tannehill was back. Um, and my question is, what does Tennessee do with that contract? Uh, it's going to be impossible to move. Um, but this is rough. You you can't lose as the one seed. You, you get Derrick Henry back. You have a you you sack Joe Burrow nine times in the game, and you lose at home. I, I, I just don't know how where, where Tennessee goes from here, honestly. Well, um, Tennessee's another team that has a, a lot of decisions to make in terms of how they will structure their future. Um, obviously, Tennessee was a rugged team on both sides of the football all season long. They played rugged football, as you talked about. They got the pearl. They, they officially sacked them nine times, but they hit them way more than that. And they couldn't yeah. rattle Burrow. They couldn't rattle him one bit. So kudos to Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Nobody thought they'd get this far. And and now, here we are. Conference championship. Cincinnati at Kansas City. And the 49ers at the Rams. The third meeting between these two this season. Man, the storylines are so great for both of these games. Yeah, I mean, first we're getting the Bengals and the Chiefs. The Chiefs are getting seven points in Kansas City. Well, um, I'm not surprised there. Kansas City, ever since they turned that defense around, they've played a different brand of ball. They've raised their their level of play. I was a little bit surprised they gave up as many points as they did to Buffalo, but Buffalo's offense is so efficient. But somehow, someway, Kansas City made the plays when they had to. Um, I like the Chiefs at home in this game. I mean, wow. You know, you got Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. You got a whole just slew of weapons. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is playing, you know, sandlot football again, making throws underhanded, you know, all, all over the place. I like the Chiefs with the points at home in this game. I think Cincinnati has written a great story for this season. Uh, they're gonna, they got some great stuff to build on. Their defense is pretty good. It's gotten better every week. But this is a whole different level. And I think the Chiefs get to the Super Bowl for a third consecutive year. Yeah, I, I mean, I love the Bengals. I, I, I've been, I've loved watching them all season long. They've been one of the more fun teams. But I think this is where uh, this season ends for them. I'm taking the Chiefs also with the points. But man, I mean, this Bengals team is going to be trouble for years. Uh, they're only going to get better from here. Uh, but this this Chiefs team, I mean, Mahomes, <laughs> he's looking like he's back to, I mean, all year, their, their passing game has gone in and out. Um, it's looked um, a little uh, clunky every now and then, but uh, they look like they're going at full throttle now, uh, just like they have been over the last uh, three or four years. Uh, I'm taking the Chiefs here. I think, I don't think anybody's stopping the Chiefs at this point. I, I think... I, 
I'm gonna I'm premature on this, but I'm taking the Chiefs to win the whole thing. I think the Chiefs win the Super Bowl this year. But uh, this Sunday, I'm I'm afraid because we've been spoiled. We got spoiled last week. We had all those great games. I don't think this this week is gonna be that great with the games. Um, but hopefully we get. Uh, hopefully it's close. So I'm gonna take the Chiefs here with the points. But this next game is the one that I really don't know about. We have the Niners, the Niners at the Rams. The Rams are getting three and a half points in L.A. Well, considering that the 49ers have beaten them twice this season, it is so hard to beat a team three times in one season. And the Rams remember that. I think the Rams being able to hold on and win that game against Tampa Bay, the defending Super Bowl champion, was a huge confidence builder for Aaron Donald, for Von Miller, for Jalen Ramsey, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, so on and so forth, Van Jefferson, so on and so forth. And uh, 49ers are feeling good about themselves. Nobody thought the 49ers would get past both Dallas and Green Bay in a span of eight days. Nobody thought that was possible. And lo and behold, here are the 49ers. I am still not a big fan of Jimmy Garoppolo. When you look at Jimmy Garoppolo, hasn't even completed 300 yards of passes in two playoff games. Um, and Jimmy Garoppolo is the kind of quarterback, he will turn the ball over. He will give the opposition a chance to get back in the game. He did it both against Dallas and Green Bay. And somehow, some way, the defense bailed them out. Um, I don't. I, I don't think third. T- the third time will be the charm in this case. I'm going to take the Niners with. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to take the Rams. Oh. Take the Rams <laughs> with the points at home in this game. Uh, so this is going to be a boring week for us. I, I can't take the Niners here. I mean, like you said, people don't love Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm one of those people. Uh, I can't take him. And what what I think is going to be a shootout, um, or at least a shootout on the Rams side, uh, Matt Stafford, what does worry me is is Matt Stafford when he's the favorite. Because I feel like whenever he's the favorite, that's when he, we start seeing the interceptions. He starts taking risks that aren't necessary, uh, and he stops taking what the defense gives him. You can't do that against the Niners, especially with a defense like that. Um, those guys, uh, we saw last week, if they can make Aaron Rodgers look pedestrian, they could do that to Matt Stafford too. He needs to be sharp. Um, everybody on their offense needs to be sharp. Cam Akers can't fumble the ball again like he did last week. But I think it all comes together for them this week. I think we're going to get a Rams-Chiefs Super Bowl. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I really hope that ends up being the case. And if not, we might even get the Niners and the Chiefs, which will be a rematch of two years ago. But I'm taking the Rams here with the points. And that'll be the Super Bowl matchup. We got the Chiefs and the Rams. Could you imagine if it was the Niners against the Bengals in a Super Bowl? Who, whoever <laughs> laid odds in those games at the beginning of the season, they're going to be rich. They can they can write their own tickets for the rest of their life. There's nobody out there that thought Cincinnati and the Niners possibly could beat the Super Bowl. I don't think it's going to happen. Hey, maybe uh, Joe Burrow's dad. I mean, remember he he put the uh, he made the bet that Joe Burrow was going to uh, win the Heisman. Uh, that last year in LSU, maybe he has something up his sleeve again uh, with picking the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. Maybe, maybe, but I cannot wait to see these games. All right, um, we're going to take a week off, and we're going to come back the week before the Super Bowl to uh, set the stage for the big show, the final game of the NFL season. Uh, i got to redeem myself some way, somehow, against Daniel, who's gloating right now since he went 3-1 and one and I went 1-3. and three. But, you know, it's been an incredible playoff run. A lot of surprises along the way. 
And who knows? We'll be back to talk about uh, this, these two games and, of course, to uh, talk about the matchup uh, in the Super Bowl. So, for Daniel Shabazi, I'm Derek Gunn. This has been Jumping the Gun, powered by Madison Square Garden. Until we meet again, so long, everybody. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.